When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Uh, Tune to match reaction for West Ham 2, Everton 1. A difficult day for the Blues in the capital again. Uh, not quite the same as some of the matches we've had recently, but it's getting very bleak now all of a sudden. Wednesday looks absolutely enormous joining me to have a chat about it all. Matt Flusk and Mark Mosey. And do you know what, lads? There's so many things that we need to get through in this game, but I have to start by talking about that short corner. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be etched into my mind forever, that. I mean, it, it, it's up there in the Iago Aspas realms of bad corners, isn't it? It was just, I mean, if anything sums up this team and the carelessness and the lack of focus and the lack of in-game awareness I think that uh, that pretty much sums it up doesn't it Moose? The only other one I, I, forgive me I can't remember the opposition but we had a corner in the last minute of Goodison this year and Anthony Gordon went over to the Gladys Street to whip one in and killed it out of play and you know that, that corner towards the end of the game today is just one of those moments where as a football fan having watched countless numbers of games of not only Everton but in particular this particular Everton team as soon as that short ball is passed you know what every West Ham player is thinking the linesman's, the linesman's arm's twitching isn't it oh yeah He's, he, he is absolutely ready and you know the moment of despair collectively that we shared when that flag went up was just typical of an Everton team who seemed capable of clutching the worst decisions from every particular moment I mean we're watching one of them particularly on the highlights at the moment of Alex Iwobi giving the ball away for the second goal but it, it goes far more niche and far more intricate than that in terms of the ways in which Everton are able to punish themselves um, Joe, everything about this game certainly for me I looked at it as a precursor to Wednesday uh, and I know that we're not in a situation where we're able to write games off or you know have in inverted commas free hits and, and as much as you want to kind of favourably look on an away trip to West Ham as a game where you're not necessarily expected to get anything 
we are not in the position in this football season where we're able to just throw away football matches and, and that's essentially what we've done today in terms of giving away a cheap free kick around the box yeah it's, it's a moment of undoubted quality but to, to do that in the second half especially by a player who frustratingly had had a relatively upbeat game in terms of where he's been in the last few months or the last few years as an Everton player we, we, we can't afford this level of lapse concentration and poor technical ability it's trapping a football um, it's, it's a simple skill that all of our players need to be capable of and that, that particular moment was for me indicative of a team who are playing week in week out with a tangible level of fear and every single time any one of those players gets the ball whether it's Alex Awobi in the middle of the park whether it's Carvet Lewin up front whether it's one of your centre-halves who, who looks a little bit divery on the ball or whether it's someone like Abdelai Decore who seems capable of picking the ball up off Jordan Pickford consistently and his next pass is always to find one of our centre-halves <laughs> there, there is a resting level of fear within this team and until we get that that result by chance you know and a way win at West Ham and a way win at Burnley that, that one pioneering result which might keep us up that 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 level of angst is always going to be there and annoyingly you, you're not going to get that that pivotal win without that fear disappearing and it's very much a catch-22 scenario Matt do you want to talk about the short corner or do you want to just... <laughs> no not at all no he's saying about that pivotal win by chance we had that with Newcastle like we had no rights winning that game we were down to 10 men and we had yeah. like a million minutes of out of time because of oil oil and then what we done with it we done nothing with it it's just we haven't had that pivotal win it's it's so frustrating and I look at that game today like I'm looking at the free kick now you you kept saying all through the match there where you're like just before that Crestwell goal went in Matt you said that uh, you know we're in the collapse zone here but I don't think at any point in the game we did collapse we just had like we had spells where we were actually knocking on the door and then something happened we were knocking on the door and then they got that free kick with a stupid tackle from Holgate mm-hmm. and then we were knocking on the door yeah. and then you know they we got the equaliser and then Alex we with his non-touch and the slide in and then we had another good spell and then stupid red card and it just killed it off do you know what annoys me about the Alex Iwobi moment Matt is that it felt like it felt like it took you know three or four weeks of good faith from Lampard to put in Alex Iwobi to get him playing in the squad you know all yeah. the players putting their arm around him after the game we've, we've seen it all before and he looked like he'd paid that back up until that moment we got that incredibly positive moment against Newcastle and it, it genuinely felt like it takes two months of work to get one good moment out of this player and having watched that moment now which we're watching back on the replay I feel like that that's him for the next but that's him for the entire season now we could see it after he after yeah. made the mistake on you he'd, he'd gone yeah and, and do you know what fair enough you, you can look at that as you know this this means so much to him and he appreciates what he's done etc cetera, etc cetera. but for the next nine games of Premier League football that, that footballer is lost to us now because that is the I think that's the culture within Everton at the moment is that you know we go back to the fear that I mentioned earlier if, if you make a mistake which is monumentally costly for this football club which quite frankly every one of them is at the moment the ability to recapture the actual footballer is months and months away we, we, we will not see him function as a human being on the football pitch for Everton in the next eight weeks and it's, it's so frustrating because up until you know those 59 minutes that goal for the first 58 minutes of the game he was Everton's best player yeah. but I, I suppose that the thing is with these players that you know, like Awobi and maybe like Ali to an extent, but we haven't seen much of him. 
that when you're an attacking midfielder and you do all your work around the box to play in that deeper position, that's that's why sometimes these players don't play there, isn't it? Because they are a little bit more careless on the ball and they are more prone to losing it. And you know, Lampard has obviously not had you know a lot of choices there today. But that's probably why. Despite a lot of people saying, well, maybe Iwobi could be a number eight, maybe he could play as a box-to-box midfielder. Well, you get the ball deeper when you play there, and you've got to look after it a bit better. And, and he has always got that in him, hasn't he? That, that slack bit of play, where yeah. he's not, he loses concentration, and the other team are away. And whereas when he's at the top end of the pitch, or on the left wing, when you do that, you've got players back. There, he's probably Everton's third or fourth deepest player. John Joe Kenny's bombed on, the, bombed on around the outside, on the, on the right of him, and it takes one pass, and, and they're in. But... Do you, know, do you know what, Matt? You were saying, you know, and you, you're both sort of about the unexpected win we're going to need between now and the end of the season. It, it sort of feels like that could have been it today. Like, feasibly, that, yeah, that, yeah. that, 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 yeah. all the ingredients sort of felt like they were there today. West Ham, a good side, but they were nowhere near at the best today. You know, they, they, they were short in, in a lot of areas. They looked quite sloppy. Um, yeah, and, um, you know, they've got a big game on Thursday coming up. And they, they were nowhere near it, really. And, you know, Everton let them off the hook, didn't they? You know, just little moments here and there in the game where we didn't quite do the right thing, where we lost concentration, you know, and you know, Michael Keane making that, that mad tackle at the end. And the, the annoying thing about today in particular was that a Wobie's mistake comes when, you know, we're all watching it together and we've got the equaliser. We're sort of trying to get on the front foot. And literally five seconds before he makes that mistake, we win the ball back and everyone's going, come on! Yeah, no, yeah. But, you know, you get you get that sort of yeah. rush from everyone who's watching it. You're like, come on, we're on the front foot here. We can go and win this game now. And then that that moment is it's just a kick in the bollocks. But you know, West Ham are a good side. But I thought they were there. They, they were there to be out today. If Everton were, were well anywhere near being on it. Yeah, they weren't. I mean, by their own standards, I'm sure their own fans will agree they weren't very good. Mm. And you know, they've been fantastic all through the season. And I said before kickoff, like, there's no games that we should write off. And there's no games that we should look at easy wins. Like we are capable of losing to every single team in this league on any given day. And by extension of logic, we're capable of getting a point or beating anyone. Yeah. So you look at West Ham, you look at Burnley, you might think, okay, you know, we've got a chance there at three, four, maybe six points. You look at Liverpool and you think we've got no chance at all. I don't think these players need to look at it like that. I think they just need to look at every single game thinking we're going to die on the pitch for one point or three points from every single game because there's no winnable games no more. That, that's there's the no point we made games. After, after the Newcastle game is that we are, you know, ev- everything about the situation that we're in at the moment means that the the prospect of building momentum is just totally out the window. Mm-hmm. As, soon, as soon as one blow of the whistle goes your attention as flippant as it may seem has to be thrown out the window and you have to focus on you know what is rather pathetically one of Everton's biggest games in the last couple of decades in which which comes on on Wednesday against Burnley but the prospect of building on a previous result or learning from a previous mistake just at the moment gets thrown out the window I think that that's where it gets really hard to judge you, your players, your managers, because so much of it is not built on, you know, a, a culture of this is how we're going to play football or this is yeah. this is our identity. It is literally ninety minutes of scrapping around to think how are we going to get the next kick favourably in our position. Yeah. It, it is literally being broken well, into such such small little parts of a football match. Well, I think you said in your match during the game, like if this was October, you'd be going. There's promising signs here. You know, we haven't got the results. We've had, you know, we've had yeah. someone sent off. But there's sort of like a framework or something here, but that's no good at this We're point, is it? We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Yeah, yeah like green shoots aren't good enough. But t- time is 
if weekends are going to consist like they have done this weekend, time is kind of on our side in that sense because it looks as though the, t- the three teams below us are intent on throwing away all of that time as much as we are. And, you know... But they're not going to play City and Liverpool every weekend, are they? No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, you know, we've got Chelsea and United and, you know, there's going to be difficult games for all of those sides down there. But it's, it's depressingly, we are at the point whereby... The only thing that is on Everton's side with every passing weekend is the fact that weekends are passing. Uh, and, you know, it, it shouldn't be the case that we're relying on these teams to consistently fuck up. And, you know, wh- whether they do it against Everton in, in terms of Burnley or Watford, time will tell. But I think if we were to avoid defeat in those two games, we'd probably look at a team who stays up, rightly or wrongly. Um, but, I mean, to, to sit here in what is now April talking about an Everton team who all they simply have to do is avoid defeat against Burnley and Watford. 25 points and we're in April. It's, it seems like an easy ask, doesn't it? But as you say, for a team who's got 25 points since... Well, do you know what? The vast majority of those points were gained before October. Um, it's, it, 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 it's very hard to explain to people outside of Everton what it feels like to be quite this bad because, you know, we, we've seen some bad Everton teams in the last 25 years... This this one probably boggles the mind a little bit more because there's names on paper there that are being reportedly sniffed around by Champions League teams. There, there is something why endemically. <laughs> there is something centrally and endemically wrong with this football club and in particular this football team on a weekly basis. And I think unfortunately we just have we simply to go back to the issue of time. We haven't got the time to sit down and discuss what what is systemically wrong we, we just need to buy some way hope and pray that we are capable of getting what nine points from the last nine games probably keeps us up and that's just a pathetic endorsement of the world's greatest league well that's it isn't it I mean realistically we're looking at we want what 10 points isn't it 35 points we think probably keeps us up we, we can knock off a third of that by getting one win like that's, do you know, do you know what worries me? Like, teams at this point, you know, how, how many times have we said it when we've been talking about the relegation battle when we're not in it? And you say, you know, a team sometimes when there's 10 games to go, like, gets 15 points. You Wigan, know, do you know, Wigan goes Wigan, to Man United and Arsenal. Yeah, like, the, those sorts of, like, if, if Watford or Burnley do that. You know, Why not I, us? I, I, but I, but I'm saying that, but I, I, don't, not us, I don't think this team's got it, I don't think this team's got it in them. I and, mean, you know, I, I was speaking to people about this on Twitter yesterday and sort of saying, you know, 17's not the best we can finish etc etc we're only 5 points behind Leeds and we've got 4 games in hand it's like we've got to get 5 points first you know where, where, you know, where, where does that come from and you know during the game and I don't think any of us are really angry at the way Everton played today maybe angry at Michael Keane and we'll come on to that a little bit later but you know Everton have played okay there they've played quite close to you know the best and they still conspired to shoot themselves in the foot and lose that football match against an opponent that's not played very well yeah, absolutely. And just as a bit of a gallows humour aside, you're saying about we've seen bad Everton teams in the past. Who's our Everton representative on the Sky coverage today? Hinchcliffe. No, no, he's on the commentary. <laughs> he's in the studio. Oh, who is it? It's generally, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> unless, unless I'm having a stroke and I can't quite yeah, see. Yeah, anyone you watch generally. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. That just says it all. Like they could have got anyone, but like they decided to get. And I think it might be was... more to do with the fact that it's Spurs Newcastle after us. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's just it just seems like a weird little echo, you know, that the, the last time that Everton were sort of in a death spiral and making ridiculous signings. It's just yeah, it's it, it's very very hauntology. It's uh, yeah. I mean, just, just a couple of things we want to touch upon before we, we wrap up. Um, Michael Keane, Murray's captain's armband today. 
in, yeah. in light of you no know, Seamus Coleman, whoever else is, you know, well, Holgate got it in for a bit of Palace in, in the second half, and obviously he was not in the starting eleven initially. So Michael Keane wore it. Um, just, I mean, the, the first one doesn't bother me so much, but the second one, when you're on a yellow card, when you know the game situation, when your team's actually playing okay, and there's a chance of it to dive in like that on the edge of the box, is just, I mean. What's he playing at? Mm, I think, yeah, as you say, the first one, as, as soon as he makes that foul, I think that's absolutely a foul that needs to be made. And, yeah. you know, I've got sympathy for him for that first yellow card. I've also got sympathy for the fact that, you know, leading up to West Ham's second goal, I think me and you, Matt, were, were talking about the fact that the ball lands at his feet and whilst you expect the level of panic that we see in most Everton players, he actually manages to, to be fairly composed and play it into the centre of midfield. And, almost at that moment you thought we've got a centre-half who's capable of actually leading this team um, that that said three minutes later as you say the the impulse you know I, I, I get the I get the angst of a centre-half wanting to win the ball in any particular situation but when, when does he ever go to ground really though like that like and just if, if, if there's one player who and we all said it during the game if there's one player who you don't you know try and get too tight to try and nick the ball away from try and just do a little bit too much with it's Michael Antonio you, you need to you need to afford him the space to try and turn you you know try and out muscle you off the ball all of these things that will ultimately happen to Michael Keane during the game and just you know it, it's it's through sheer desperation isn't it it's through the, the clock ticking away having you know given away what all of the players will feel as a, a pretty reckless and stupid goal to give away but they're they're the reasons why you, you look around your dressing room before the game and you take a, a, take a lot of time thinking about who you're going to throw that piece of cloth around or onto and and th- that's that's why a lot of Everton fans will see you know Mason Holgate getting thrown the armband at Crystal Palace Michael Keane getting it today you, and then you should just leave it on Lampard just leave it on the floor in the middle of the dressing room going, you know who, who wants it this week yeah fight for it I bet you I bet you there are Premier League teams who could probably throw that at any one of the players because there, there is a there is a level of understanding between all of the players about you know what we stand for how we're going to go out and play football but quite frankly at the moment with Everton as we've said with not having this this time to build or create an identity, you, you just need one particular, not even a footballer, you just need one personality, one character who's going to know when to do the right things at the right time. And it is Jordan Pickford, absolutely. I mean, that, that at Crystal Palace last weekend, I appreciate that, you know, when Coleman goes off and was it a Wobie who came on for him, correct me if I'm wrong, but at, at that moment where you've got the armband in your hand, you think, but well, there's a fella there who is... An integral member of one of, yeah. as according to FIFA, is one of the greatest national sides that are on the planet at the moment. Playing far and away our best player. Yeah. In a great run of form, as you say. I mean, we said during the game, if Jordan Pickford wasn't playing well at the moment, God knows where we'd be in this table. I know it's hard to really deduct any more points <laughs> off us, but... The, 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 the goal difference of United. The prospect yeah. of not having Jordan Pickford is terrifying, but he is he is obviously the man who needs to have the armband in the absence of a, a real senior member of, of, of playing staff. And we haven't had that, you know... We, we, we talk endlessly about Seamus Coleman and the pluses and negatives he, he's an okay captain My, Michael Keane is absolutely not that yeah. um, it's it just uh, it, it, it's the summary of a man who you know all of these things we say about Everton just 
looking like a team who are asking for relegation. He he just looks like the epitome of that in a, in a, in one man. Oh, it's he? all over his face, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know that that kind of trying to look arsed trudge off as he walks past Frank Lampard at the end. You know, it's the same for same for all the players that they, they, they will do their <laughs> utmost to not make mistakes and, and make it look like it really hurts them when they do make them, but. It's just it, it. It's really hard to believe from a player who consistently disappoints on a week in week out basis. Yeah, he can't even get like the early bath flounce right, can he? <laughs> like, even that was very unconvincing, like very half committal. I, but I, reckon the, I reckon the players are practicing the trudge off after a red card <laughs> more, more than the goal yeah. celebrations in well, training because it's, it's happening more often than we're scoring. To we've, be fair. we've beaten Arsenal's record now for the most Premier League era red cards. But say about Holgate, it's. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's our second longest serving player now, which is testament to the churn and mismanagement from the top level in the club. That someone who, you know, on any given day, you probably wouldn't think of him as like a straight first 11 player, is our second longest serving player after Coleman. You know that Titanic meme where it's been 84 years? (laughs) (laughs) How long has John Joe Kenny been in the squad? Uh, (laughs) Just one other thing I wanted to mention was the manager substitutions today. Um, So Gordon came on, didn't he? I I can't remember who else came on. Gordon came on on 76. Did anyone else come on? Um... Maybe we should have looked this up before we started recording. I'm going to rely on one of you two. I mean, we've literally just watched I'm, it and it was I'm, that unmemorable. I'm going to rely on one of you two to, to look it up there now. But um, Calvert-Lewin was obviously the player who came off. Um, of course, he was hamstrung a bit by the, the injury early on. But no Dali Ali getting on the pitch. No Anwar Al-Ghazi getting on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I appreciate Moe's that were um, chasing the game there. And West Ham have got the extra man. They've, they've gone. So we made one sub, yeah. The only sub was... Um, Gordon so, so so the players that didn't come on were um, Branthwaite Rondon Algarzi Ali Price and Dobbin one sub when you're chasing a game seems a bit strange doesn't it you know I think we yeah. all we, we all said that Wobie had gone after that mistake after playing really well for 58 minutes um, Damari Gray I think had a poor game kept running down blind blind alleys and giving the ball away cheaply you know <laughs> At that point, surely this, you know, you brought Deli Ali to the football club. He was, he was effectively a midfielder who scores goals out of nothing and, and, and you know tries to, to snap at your things. You've got Salomon Rondon, who the point of him is to win headers mm. when you're launching it long. You know, I, I don't really get why neither of them got on the pitch at all. I mean, El Ghazi's, you know, he is, he is going to be Anthony Gardner too, isn't he? But the other two <laughs> yeah. in particular, I, I find a, a bit strange. Didn't at least chuck them out at the end. I think it. Did. The Deli Ali not getting on doesn't really surprise me because of the you know the nature of going down to ten men. I, I've not seen anything. Just that we were playing Alex Wobi centre mid in a four man midfield at that point though. But the, I've not seen anything from Ali that makes me think that he's capable and mature enough to drop out of this kind of luxury ten yeah. mode and, and come back into the centre midfield. But as you rightly say, Alex Wobi looked like a man who just needed to be moved out of that entire city at that point. And for his own sake. The, the fact that we and as as Matt said during the game, you know, he had, he had a very good first, what was it, fifty eight minutes and as, as a manager you've got to be able to, to cast that aside instantly at the point where your player has four or five minutes where he just sits on the self-destruct button which unfortunately Alex would be had at that point well, he, he gave it away a couple of times again didn't he after that yeah. and they broke away and he yeah. thought you know this, 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 is going, yeah. this is going to cost us here again yeah absolutely I mean I think if I think about all teams you know be it Everton or not that have 
been in this sort of eight or nine game shootout situation in order to avoid relegation you need some form of central target up front um, you know Calvert-Lewin didn't have the best of games and you know everything we've said in the last couple of weeks was that Frank Lampard was kind of gearing this lad up to be the, the saviour of Everton Football Club in the last eight or nine games if you're going to remove him which I don't think any of us could really have that much of an issue with because he was having a fairly poor game you've got to bring Solomon Rondon on and I can't believe I'm actually saying that in a piece of audio that will go out to the public but <laughs> you, you, there, has, there has to be someone there who is capable of winning just scraps of the football doesn't there you know at the point where we've got what was it Gordon, Richarlison and Gray up top yeah. it, it sounds wonderful that they're all very technically gifted footballers and it probably works at Hull away earlier in the season at the yeah. Cup but at, at this stage playing against you know two big centre-halves that West Ham have got you need someone who's going to occupy people and Anthony Gordon you know we'll, we'll talk long and hard when this season is over regardless of what happens about how much he cares and how much he wants Everton to do well but that, that, that just really didn't feel like it was a game that he was going to be able yeah. to impact any form of meaningful change because he didn't have someone to work off up front and you know be it Calvert-Lewin or Rondon I think Lampard has to realise that we, we need to have some form of presence up top because we, we are not Man City. We're not able to play in this sort of false nine pretty football We can't situation. do short corners. We can't do anything. <laughs> so it, I think there has to be a far more pragmatic and far more practical approach to the personnel that we put on the pitch. And unfortunately... Rondon is is one of the two that has to play all of the time in the last eight games because all of the time either him or Calvert-Lewin has to be on the pitch for the entire time because we, there's no one else in that, in that central striking position and we've seen absolutely nothing from Richarlison in that position that he's capable of doing that he is capable of doing it for Brazil because it's a totally different kettle of fish but this this one that he's in at the moment where he's just going to get 40 yard balls lumped at his head consistently he's not going to be able to give us anything back from that we, we need someone to be that sacrificial lamb for Everton Football Club and Richarlison will not be that bring back uh, Lacinas Traore that's what I said <laughs> he's uh, not great in those two games he played for last, yeah. No, like you would hope the lack of substitutions today and leaving Delhi on the bench and stuff and Gordon not starting you would hope the logic behind that was looking at Wednesday. No, I don't think there's any way Delhi Ali plays on Wednesday. If, if Delhi doesn't start on Wednesday, I've got serious questions about what is actually going what, on. What happened today? Like yeah. all of it. Like if he doesn't start on Wednesday, you're like, so why? So he didn't get on the pitch today, and he's not starting on Wednesday. So what's he here for? Trepping were a bit trepid, like treading on eggshells about whether we actually pay this 20 game appearance well, the, the, they're well behind it now aren't you? he's only played 7 games for us it was never going to be Metal next season and there's, all, there's already a question mark over whether or not we even Lucas nail him in the summer so yeah. I don't think there's any way he plays him on Wednesday in, in that game like if you're not bringing him off the bench to try and get a winner or sorry try and get an equaliser when there's nothing to lose why would, why would you start him in a game which is the biggest like in the club's recent history arguably in regards to, to relegation well if nothing else because we're a man down wow. we're still missing Alan and now we're missing Michael Keane so Holgate's got to drop back into that centre defence so we've already got a question mark in midfield Donny van der Beek might not be fit so it's just a question of numbers isn't it and it's not like he's going to throw someone in there yeah, like he, he Dobbin is it he have to play yeah. on Wednesday yeah heavy <laughs> how <laughs> do we I'll do very quickly I just saw the college rain from Matt's face there very quickly how do we feel about Wednesday 
Yeah, positive. You know, got to be positive. How? You've got to be positive. Every every game's a clean sheet. Um, a clean sheet. No, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> no, every game's a clean slate. Like as I said, we're capable of losing to anyone. We're capable of beating anyone. We're capable of drawing with anyone. You just got to take every game as it comes and don't let it get you down in the days leading up to the game. Just go into it with a clear head and a fresh outlook. That's the only way we can deal with this as fans. I still look at Saturday and think that's a better opportunity for points than Wednesday against Manchester United at home. Oh yeah, it's, it's not it's not totally unfeasible that we get four points from those games. And I know that we sit here and you know in the half hour aftermath of watching yet another away defeat, and we we we've all seen Everton in recent years and what you know games at home it, against Man United and Chelsea. Can is be. it necessary? Is it imperative to take four points? Oh no, no. I I, I personally don't think it is because. And it, it's absolutely no excuse for this for this team, but it, it's purely because of how bad the, the teams are below us. I think when we're looking at, you know, what did we say at the start of the pod? Nine or ten points. I mean, realistically, we're all sitting around thinking that those nine points hopefully come from Brentford, Leicester and Palace. I don't think you can look at it like that. I, I don't think you can. I don't, I don't think I, you can. I think we're going to get at least three of them points from some ridiculous game like Man United or Liverpool, honestly. Mate, I think we're gonna, Honestly, I think we're going to do something completely stupid like that. This team is completely unpredictable. I can't believe you just said that team's name. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> in the hope of actually getting a shot on target against them. Do you know what? If we shit house them nil nil, like in the Allardyce period, and cost them the league, yeah. like I will never leave this pub. I, I still I stand by the fact that we are we are one surprise victory away from staying in this league. And you know, as you, you you're dead right, Matt, in terms of today could have been that day. I think if we win at Burnley, we stay up because that that for me is a surprise victory. Because we go what? It's what it does to them, isn't it? As yeah, well. absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's their, that's, they'll be looking at that going, this is our big yeah. chance to claw ourselves back into yeah. this. And you know, the thing that I hate about myself and every Evertonian at the moment and the fact that we're having to do this is that we are having to be so flippant with every game. And it, it feels totally unnatural today, doesn't it, today? So, you know, throw it away. We, we go again on Wednesday. All of this bogus, shameless Gorman bullshit <laughs> that we have, to, we have to consistently put up with. But... It's, it's annoyingly right we, we do have to treat every game in isolation and it, it's, it's hard because we are a, we are a collective bunch of people who hold grudges against our football team for decades not unwarranted though at this oh, point oh no no absolutely yeah, no yeah. I mean we, we would be absolutely within our right to remain angry for months and months to come but it, it simply helps no one and it it sounds as though we're being really throwaway about Premier League games losing them that we simply can't afford to lose. But as cliche as it is, the only important thing for Everton for the next six weeks is the next 90 minutes of football that are coming up. And Wednesdays looks absolutely enormous. Um, it, it, I still look at that game as being one that it, it, it will shock me if Everton get beat. I don't think we're favourites to get beat in that game. And, you know, the odds will probably reflect that in the week. But... It, as Evertonians, I think we, we'll, we'll, there'll probably be moments during that game on Wednesday where we sit there and get all of the feels of, you know, if, if Burnley have a one short 10 minute spell of dominance, or God forbid if they score a goal, this team will collapse. And that, that's the, the flimsy nature of relegation fodder that we have become. And, you know, I don't think it's going to come by design, this kind of surprise result that we're all craving. It, it, it's going to come by chance. It's going to come by coincidence. And we need, we need that, that kind of tear, don't we? We need that look. But I just don't think we 
first and foremost I think we deserve it we need, we need like a Ben Mee red card on 10 minutes he might still be injured so, 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 that's, that's sort of what we need though isn't it like, yeah, yeah. We, need, yeah. we need something like mad like that to happen to us the, to, for me today's possible surprise victory at West Ham was not going to come out of you know our tactical output or, or you know how we set up formation or how we, how we set up from a, a team point of view as you say Barely all the favourites. Yeah, you can, yeah, we, we are favourites to get beat. <laughs> right. I'm having a ten. Just on about, just about, just about. The, as you say, there there is going to be this incredibly fortuitous moment for one of those four teams down there. And if ours comes against Burnley on Wednesday, then we, we stay in the league. Yeah, um, wise words there from Mark Seamus Coleman Mosey <laughs> issuing his rallying cry before the game. Expect- how, how ridiculous the Mason Holgate's words in the week look now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've said some dangerous stuff on a, a, a low-key podcast which might get ridiculed on the streets of Liverpool. That lad has come out on national media and said... It's all going to be it's all fine. <laughs> I don't know what you are all panicking about. I mean, it's like that meme of the dog, isn't it, in the burning room? It's like, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it there. Um, somehow I did a bit of a laugh, but it's um, bleak times for Everton. Uh, we will, of course, be building up to that game against Burnley on Wednesday. <sighs> Half seven. Sky picked up the rights for the relegation six points a lot. Why wouldn't you? Can't believe it. Can't believe it. But yeah, um, fingers crossed. Um, I'm sick of saying it now but fingers crossed things can start to turn around very soon but disappointing for Everton today cheers for listening cheers to Moe's cheers to Matt enjoy what's left of your weekend and we'll speak to you again soon here on the Blue Room Dear gas prices go take a hike Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years the Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota, the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. With a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices? Do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, CY 2000 through 2021 sales. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.